I got Joe. Let me see. I'm here. Got Joe in that one. Joe in this one. All right. Hey, Dan, how's it going, man? I'm good. As long as everybody can hear me, we're good. Yeah, I got you. I got you there. I got you there. Perfect. All right. I know I already double-checked with Benny and then Phil. You look pretty good, too. So, all right. The only audio that I couldn't get to work was when everybody's um, big picture is up, uh, the audio is not not working. It's only working when we're all on the same scene together. I just I'm having trouble linking, getting it to go across all of them. So let's see. Reset this to one thirty. We'll get Phil off of there. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call APB American Hey everybody we're we're going live so and welcome to another edition of the after uh, the 30 found here only on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel and now What's going on Dan how's it going man Hey on the road Oh, it's great. Uh, on the road, had a great holiday. Hope everyone had a great holiday and still uh, still looking forward to winning that title back. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, next, we're going to bring in somebody who is no stranger to this channel. He is the president of Thursday Nights. He is the one and only Mr. President himself, Phil DeCesare. I bring you peace, my peace I give you. Welcome, everybody. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we hope a happy new year. Okay, and now the one and only, the player, Benny Scala. What's going on? That man needs no introduction there. No introduction. Right out of Playville, currently in Minneapolis. So, and then... Hoping to be the first five-time The 30 champion. And then, of course, we have the one and only, The 30 champion, the one and only, what a day, Joe Lowry. <laughs> You better believe it, folks. Happy holidays, everybody. What a Christmas it was for what a day. Welcome to the show, everybody. What a belt. If I win, you got to mail it to me. That's right. I want that belt. We got to mail that thing back and forth. That is going to be the title. The title right there, baby. (laughs) 
So yeah, good hey stuff. guys, we we could come to a, come to the end of another uh, another wrestling year, and uh, you know, unfortunately, Mike had to take the night off, but uh, you know, I, I think he just needed a little bit of rest. You know, he's done this for fifty two straight weeks. He deserves a night off. So Mike, Absolutely. this this night's for you. Absolutely. We got this covered. So uh, on that note, let's get on with it. All right. So uh, first thing, this past week, Goldberg was on the Steve and Captain Evil podcast, and Goldberg called Mr. McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon a piece of shit. Because back in the day, Judgment Day, or uh, the Elimination Chamber in 2022, Goldberg did the job for Roman Reigns, and in return, Vince McMahon was supposed to give him a going-out on top match, a uh, retirement match, the right way. Unfortunately, that never unfolded. Do you guys think that Vince McMahon should be held accountable for this or if he was in the wrong for doing this? And uh, on that, let's go to Dan and uh, we'll get you on the 30 here. And ready and go. No, this is ridiculous. In Goldberg's tenure, despite not deserving any of it, he's beaten The Fiend. He beat Kevin Owens. He's a beat Brock Lesnar in 90 seconds. He's a multi-time champion. He's highlighted pay-per-views, killed pushes. He's done all kinds of stuff that, that any veteran could only dream of for, to, to turn around and then call the person who made those decisions, because you know it wasn't Triple H given their history, to call him that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, he's not wrong. Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. I think the NDAs in history have proven that. But in this case, no. And also what irritated me was this idea. He's like, I have to go out on top the right way. As someone who studied enough wrestling history, doing the job on your way out the door is the right way. You put over a man who is now one of the, if not the biggest star in wrestling. And part of that came from his fight, you know, the Battle of the Spears. He beat you all because what? You, you wanted to beat someone? And now, it, I mean, who? Who, who would you put over at the end? Like, who whose career would you want to shorten? Whose match would you want to end? No. Goldberg is entirely wrong here. Vince, despite being a piece of shit, he's not right in this case. Like I said, 90 seconds over Lesnar. The, the, the elimination at the Rumble. He beat The Fiend, which killed that character. He beat Kevin Owens, which killed his push as Universal Champion. Goldberg is is disgusting in this case. No, absolutely he is wrong. Vince doesn't owe him a damn thing. If anything, Goldberg should be grateful he even got a chance to be in the ring with Roman Reigns, given the power that he has now as a contender. Dan on fire again. Wow. wow. Nice wow. job, Dan. Nice job, Dan. Let me see where that's coming up on. <laughs> Let's tally the sheets. <laughs> You got Ernst and Young there, the accounting firm? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have Abe finishing this for me. Dewey, Cheatham, uh, and Hal. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that crack accounting firm. <laughs> oh, it's not coming. Why is that? It, it's Richard Hertz from Holden. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Oh, for some reason, it's written backwards, but it's uh, Dan's got a 10 there. Let's see if we can reverse this. <laughs> is that the Dukes of Hazard car? Zero one. I feel like I'm dyslexic. What is that? I don't know 10? how the... Yeah, it's a 10, but there we go. My, my there you go. Is it, is it, I got it wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Looks like I don't want to make that 10. 10. Nice job, Dan. Nice job. Well, let's see. who We get the uh, counter back up. And next we are going to have the president of Thursday nights. Phil, you are on... Is it because I look like... Is it because it look like I'm in a pensive mood here, Bruce? I'm going second. <laughs> Got my Rodan, the thinker, going on here. 
Tell me when, baby. I'm getting it, trying to get it to a start here. Let's see. Come on. Certainly. Oh, hold on. Stop. And go. Is is Goldberg wrong? I don't know that he's wrong. Uh, you know, we can all say what we want ultimately. And uh, for the record, uh, Bill Goldberg is probably one of the two nicest people in the business that I've ever met. Had the good fortune of meeting him on a few occasions, hanging out with him for a while, um, visiting his gym down in Georgia back in the day. And uh, he's legitimately just a good, good dude, you know. But, you know, as far as business goes, um, I have to agree with Dan with respect to all the um, favors that were accorded to him, certainly not only in the ring, but also, let's not forget, his son Gage was very involved in some storylines and got some nice screen time as well. So, you know, I think the family's been really honored and feted very well by by Vince and the WWE. And uh, I know that he had some problems with Hunter once upon a time, and they seem to have uh, gelled over that. But, you know, the question is, and I understand Goldberg's passionate about having a retirement match on a huge stage. But we really have to think who'd be an appropriate opponent for him too. Does WWE have someone that would be appropriate for him? Would MG would MJF from um, from Elite from uh, AEW maybe be a better opponent ultimately? I understand that some of their negotiations might have fallen through too. It's not too late yet, but actually, I just saw Goldberg at a baseball. And not, that's at, time. Uh, uh, Goldberg's looking slim these days. So let's transition. So how did Phil end up? Phil, not bad, not bad. Dan's still in the lead, but uh, but pretty good there. Well, next up, thank you, thank you. we are going to have man with, who needs no introductions there down in the that bottom corner there. The player, Benny Scala. Let's get this timer back up. I don't know why the timer is not resetting. You guys, it's not coming up on the screen right now. I'm not sure why. So, but I'll let you just have to give Benny a zero for this round. So yeah. here we go, and it's gonna timer's gonna start. <laughs> go ahead, Benny. I'm good. You're good. Good. All right. I can't say anything, but all right. Well, to quote the great comedian George Carlin, "You can prick your finger, but you can't finger your prick." So have. Having said that, uh, is Vince McMahon a piece of shit? 100% absolutely positively. However, is Vince McMahon a piece of shit because of this? I would say absolutely not. I think Bill Goldberg has been very well treated. He's been very well paid. I mean, I think he's been paid far more than his, his talent warrants. And, you know, like, like both Dan and Bill said, you know, he's gotten his share of high-profile matches. He's gotten the championship back, what, at 55 years old. His son got in the action. Um, so, you, you you know, the only person, the only people who go out on top in, in this world are prostitutes. Uh, and, and, and not to say, or maybe, actually, maybe the bottom, if you really think about it. But, um, or, yeah, well, yeah, on the side, never mind. We, we won't get into that now. Uh, but it, it's not over yet either. I mean, we still have it. It could still happen. Like, like, like uh, Phil said, maybe MGF comes in, maybe, you know, maybe punk, who knows? I, I, you know, there's still time. So I think 
you know, Goldberg, you, you've been very well paid. You've been very well treated. And maybe there is somebody next for you. But uh, I, I think, uh, no, McMahon has been a piece of shit for a million different ways. But this was not one of them. All right, Benny, your time's up there. And let's see how we ended up. Oh, Benny's oh. number ended up. Benny's number ended up going over to one a day. Let me figure that one out. But uh, Benny, it looks like you got a nine. We'll figure that out on the ne on the next cut through. And uh, so let's see. We got the uh, only one person left for this round, and that's what a day, Joe. You ready there, Joe? Well, I guess I'll be as ready as we all can be right now. You ready is the real question. Yeah, right this there? is uh, yeah, absolutely. This is a little more challenging today than I thought it would be. Too many pushing, too many buttons. So uh, oh boy, oh boy. Let's get Joe ready. Joe is up. In, I don't see a clock, so I have no idea how yeah, much time I, mean, I have. I uh, I can't for some reason. I have the clock here, and it just I'm starting it, and it's it's just not showing. But go ahead, go. All right, Goldberg I'm trying to make headlines again, calling Vince McMahon a piece of shit. Is he looking for a quick payday? I don't know what's going on with this man, but let me tell you, his retirement match kind of has to be Super Showdown 2019 with the Undertaker when you friggin' tombstoned him on his head and almost ruined the Undertaker and everybody else. In between, I don't know. This seems like another type of attention-grabbing thing that Goldberg wants. I think I turned on the um, channel CBS or whatever the other day, and he speared some guy wearing a Tom Brady jersey in Atlanta during a college football game. I mean, come on. Goldberg is Goldberg. He's done his thing. He's wrestled. He's made millions of dollars. And, of course, he's been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. What do you need a retirement match for? Nobody needs a retirement match after you've been into the Hall of Fame. This is absolutely crazy. For me, Goldberg, he did what WCW wanted him to do. He came in, did the 1,000 and whatever million undefeated streak and all that stuff. Total preposterous. The man had no wrestling background. He was a two-minute guy at best. I, I mean, I'm not a great seconds. fan of Goldberg, but nonetheless, I think it's just a marketing ploy. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. And now I have 10 seconds. That's why he's trying to give I'll you a clue. Say, I'll just say Super Showdown 2019 when he dropped right. Undertaker on his head trying to do his move. That's all we need to know about Goldberg. <laughs> all right. All right. Nice job. Nice job. So good. Nice job on that. We got uh, so coming out. We got the, the champ is in the lead still. If for the after the first round, then we've got Dan and then the player and the president tied. So uh, wow. as we come into the end of the year again, this gives us some opportunities to reflect back. We've seen multiple wrestlers start to break through. Some make some mistakes that maybe cost them some opportunities, while others we lost without ever getting to know what their true potential would ever be. In your opinion, which person alive, dead? had the greatest impact on the industry of this past, past year and why. And uh, let's see, we've got Mr. President himself is going to be up. So let's get the minute 30 going. And Phil, you're on the 30. I'm starting now? Okay. Well, boy, that's a tough question, Bruce, you know. And, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I mean, I can think of a few people. I mean, in terms of... Um, Ability in terms of being underrated, I think Damian Priest is tremendous. Uh, whether he had an impact, I don't know, a quiet impact, maybe. Um, beyond that, MJF, obviously, in terms of not only promos, but in terms of 
um, cross promotion in terms. Of, I mean, he's everywhere. He's hobnobbing with WWE people. He's an executive producer with the Iron Claw, the the movie. How do you do that? You know, he had a very brief flashing role in that movie too. Um, you know, uh, he obviously has dominated AEW for a while now. Um, he's tackled some controversial subjects too. And uh, he's another one of these guys who really um, embraces the role. I mean, and again, I hearken back to his interactions when he was really, really a heel and how he would be rude and snub fans. And so, I mean, he's a guy who embraces it. I think the passion that he has is is felt by everybody. He's someone who does definitely connect, I think, uh, you know, really through that screen. And um, so I, I might say he. You know, he is, well, he's now the linchpin for AEW. I mean, he is, he is the man there, no matter what. He's the center of all the storylines. Um, and, you know, uh, and deservedly so. So I would have to say he is, you know, you'd, you'd think maybe it'd be a WWE guy, but um, I, right, I think Phil, he's time is right up. Now. Okay. Let's see how Phil ends up. Phil, 17, Phil's taking over the lead. Nice. So yeah, that's a that's a tough question. There's uh there's not a lot of uh, of big points you, or good uh, good points you can get off on that. And so let's go over to the quarter over there and the player you are going to be on the on the thirty. Let me just get this timer back. Even though you can't see it, I can. <laughs> and Benny, you are on the thirty. Okay, so I want to start this with a question to you, Bruce. Bruce, do you, do you like being the moderator of Death 30? No. <laughs> not really it doesn't matter if you like being the moderator. <laughs> All right. I needed a pause for about 10 seconds. This is a hard question. I got. I'm running out of pauses here. Jeez. I need some help. Maybe some of you guys out there in the chat room can give me some, some ideas. But um, the, the most impactful person in the wrestling world this year, that's easy. That's CM Punk. No, no brainer. 100%. Guy... His his termination was heard all over the wrestling world. We're still talking about his screw job, I think, from Tony Khan, because all he really did was he took care of business with Jack Perry the way that it should have been taken care of. And if there was a true leader in AEW, it would have came to that. You know, if, if uh, Tony Khan feared for his life, uh, with, with that whole altercation. I, I feel sorry. He must have got picked on in gym class. I, I think the trouble with Tony Khan started with his mother. She didn't breastfeed him. She just liked him as a friend. Um, so, but, you know, he's, he's still selling AEW merchandise. He comes to WWE, giant hoopla at, at Survivor Series. Uh, he's instantly into the, the main event. You know, the, the, the limelight with Seth Rollins. We're talking about that guy. All right, Benny, your time is up. Sorry. <laughs> we gotta, I gotta, what I'll do is, I'm gonna, after this round, I'm going to just let you guys know at like 20 seconds and then 10 seconds so that at least you guys know. But, uh, Benny, you had a pretty good round. I gave you a couple bonus points for that, uh, right. for that rock reference. For the and, rock, uh, okay. Let's see where we, where we ended up. Oh, Benny's got 23. Ooh, Ooh nice job, Ooh. Benny. So let's see, let's see. So this would put, looks like uh, looks like Joe is up next. Let's get this minute thirty ready. Yeah, hey, l let me ask you. This has been like watching paint dry. What is the question again? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so as we come to the end of the year, which which who made the biggest impact in wrestling and why? Is it uh, okay. was it somebody so alive, dead? 
Okay. So biggest impact on wrestling this year. Okay. Yep. All right, awesome. Yep. Let me transition, get you on the page, and then you're on the 30. Go ahead, Joe. All right. Biggest impact on wrestling this year. I don't know. Wrestling was kind of, you know, you got to think about it. Since WrestleMania up until CM Punk's return, wrestling was kind of stale, if you ask me. Uh, a lot of storylines were blah, blah, and AEW was so-so, and John Moxley was bleeding every week to the point that they're putting signs up in the stands now saying that John Moxley will bleed. That is a spoiler. Um, my thing here is the biggest impact this year in wrestling, it's a no-brainer. It's the bloodline, the storyline. The WWE writers, whoever's in charge of that storyline, was unbelievable. I mean, Michael Cole even said it. They should have got Academy Awards. I mean, Jimmy J. Uso, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, those backstage vignettes were unbelievable. It sucked you in every Friday night on SmackDown, and then they would go over on Raw a couple of times and, you know, throw them a bone and all that stuff. But the biggest impact, it's not just one wrestler per se. I get what the player was saying about CM Punk. That was a great comeback, a great re-entry into the world of wrestling after what happened with AEW. But the biggest impact, we're all still talking about it. The bloodline, it's still going on. It's probably going to culminate at WrestleMania when The Rock comes back and does something to Roman Reigns to go ahead and end the storyline. So, you know, you get the Cody Rhodes, you get all that stuff. To me, it's the bloodline, the storylines, the way it was written, the way they acted, the way they turned on each other. Solo Sokoa being thrown in there. It was an unbelievable time for SmackDown, which they're probably going to regret now because they're and shopping that program up there. All right, I'm done. <laughs> How did we do? Oh, ooh. 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 wow. That's a nail biter. So, uh, come on, Dan. I got faith in you. You're going to be up. Let me just get this timer reset. And, Dan, you are on the 30. Yeah, I can't really disagree too much with some of that mentality of the bloodline. However, I'm going to side with Benny on this one and say the most influential single person in wrestling this year was CM Punk. Not only did his drawing power create the collision show, which has fallen off a cliff with him being gone, but the storyline behind his firing, the handling, the fact that Omega and the Bucks are now gone from television, Omega indefinitely and the Bucks come back when they feel like it. Jack Perry's still suspended. AEW has taken a nosedive, and a lot of that is casual fans, punk fans, and even some hardcore AEW fans seeing that that company is a joke, and punk was the innocent victim there. Now, he wasn't perfect, but still, that his his star power single-handedly changed the course of AEW. Then he comes back to the Royal Rumble, or excuse me, at, at Survivor Series, one of the biggest pops in history. He's now the number one merch seller of the year for the WWE and AEW simultaneously, first person to ever do that. He shows up on Raw and SmackDown, pops some of the biggest numbers. They're already hyping the Rumble. And just this week, he had his first return match in 10 years, 16,000 sold-out Madison Square Garden, standing room only. I mean, the, the, the fact that he is the biggest star in the world is just undeniable. His impact, even if he has another falling out in WWE, it'll be huge news. It'll change the course of the business. One guy, one person, the course of both companies. Nice job, Dan. Nice job. Let's see where this is going to come out at. Transition. Dan's got 21. Uh -oh. This is going to be a close race. Ooh, Phil, close Phil, we got to get a little bit of a comeback now. You got to help me, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> 
So awesome. Nice job, guys. Nice job. That was a fun one. Yeah, I would have to agree with you guys. I'd have to agree with that. You all know the correct answer is Ric Flair launching Woo Energy Wings and Ric Flair Crypto all the same year. On every hotel room in America, it seems like. Every video I see, he's out somewhere in a hotel promoting that thing. And, and, and I don't remember anyone else getting cut from television for asking all the girls over 18 to come into the ring with him. Yeah, if you're between 18 and 30. Woo! <laughs> Space Mountain still open for business. <laughs> Oldest ride, longest line. <laughs> Bring some tapioca pudding, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's got to take the Viagra some way, right? Right, yeah. Push that pill up in that pudding. So, all right, guys. Nice job on that last round. So, let's see. So, listen. WWE superstars that were released back in September are now free agents. There's some major names out there, and uh, they're all available. Who do you think will have the biggest impact where and why? And we're going to have the player up on the 30 this time first, and... Benny, whenever you're ready, we're going to put you on the 30. Go ahead. All right. So I'm going to be like Lance, Lance Storm, if I can be serious here for a moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of good talent. You got Dolph Ziggler. You got Shelton Benjamin. You got Riddle. You know, uh, but none of these guys are needle movers, I don't think. Uh, if, if they were if they were that good, they would have been kept. You know, if, if they were making money, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna count them by trade. If what they were paying them uh, was exceeded by the revenue that they were bringing in, then they would still be there. So obviously they're not huge draws. I would say the one with the most potential, just because of the you know the the off the field drama, is is Riddle. Um, I mean, I, I do, in, in spite of the fact that I think he's a schmuck and he's an idiot, I do think he's a hell of a worker. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he's a very talented guy. I think if he, you know, did a, got a craniorectoscopy done, and that's a surgical procedure where your head is removed from your ass. Um, if he could get that done, um, I think he could hook on with, with an AEW, uh, you know, or a TNA and be at a high level. Um, Dolph Ziggler, I mean, very talented guy, but I mean, come on, what's he going to do? So they'll, they'll hire him at AEW to work with his brother. You know, it'll be a nice story, but they're not. He's not going to make a huge impact. Shelton Benjamin, uh, God love Shelton Bell. That is time. All right. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough one there. And uh, let's see how you, where you ended up here, Benny. And all oh, right, well, it's, it's still in the lead. In the lead. Tough one though, tight one. So let's see what do we have next. We have Joe. It looks like Joe, you're going to be up next. Let's get this timer reset. And Joe, you are on the thirty. Okay. For some reason, I had this question in my mind already, and I put notes out from last week. So I'm going to go down the list real quick. Mustafa Ali, probably Ring of Honor via AEW. Aliyah, maybe AEW. Shelton Benjamin. WWE is going to rehire him as a producer. His in-ring profession, I think, is probably over. Rick Boots, probably TNA. Dana Brooke, I'd say TNA, but more or less only fans TNA about that one. Dabakato, probably repackage him as the Nigerian-Polish descent. Quite a combination, by the way. Whoever heard of a wrestler from Nigeria and Poland? Unbelievable. Elias, 
you know, all bets are TNA and AW, but he's got such a musical career. I would say he's going to probably uh, cut an album. Quincy Elliott, the super diva, was let go while on the injured list. She's still out. I have no idea where she's going to go. Ulyssa Leon, most likely Mexico. Mace and Mansoor reunite as the Eminem tag team. Riddick Moss, I think we'll go back with Tennille Dashwood to uh, TNA. Matt Riddle, Major League Wrestling, and probably every other indie show he can think of. Shanky back to India. Tom Dalla, AEW with Hit Row, resurrected in the AEW in some form or another. And, of course, Dolph Ziggler will probably end up in AEW because his brother, Zach, is with him as well. Other than that, I don't know, folks. I think one of these people is probably going to be under the mask that will be revealed this Saturday at World's End or whatever that pay-per-view is called with AEW this Saturday. Because quite frankly, what I saw last night on Dynamite was just nothing but a shortcut to lower the fans' expectations. With All Samoa right, that's Joe. time. You know, wow, you Joe, great job, great job. You nailed nailed everything. <laughs> I don't think you didn't get anybody's career, uh, anybody's uh, future. Not a uh, nice job. Whew, big round. So let's see. Next, Dan. It looks like Dan's going to be up next. Let's get oh, him. Oh. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Dan, we're going to get you on the 30, and the timer is set, and you are ready. Go. I didn't realize Joe was going to run for office because he just talked for 90 seconds and said absolutely nothing. And I don't mean that as a criticism to him. I mean, think about it. He broke down every single name on that list, and not a single one of them is going to move a needle, move an inch, or cause anybody to care about anything. I've seen Matt Riddle being advertised in Maryland, MLW, and other places. No one cares. No ticket spikes where he is waving the belt in the background. But, you know – I just recently saw uh, uh, OSW reviews on YouTube had a commercial starring the former Mansoir and Masse. And I mean, when you're doing YouTube commercials for, for reviewers, don't get me wrong, OSW, great stuff. Where are you going to go? Even if Dolph Ziggler ends up in AEW, he's not going to move anybody. The fact is there is no one on that list that is going to end up anywhere that's going to change the game in any way. You've got too many big stars, too much talent. Now, he, I, I did notice Joe mentioned Elias, but he didn't mention Ezekiel. I see Ezekiel getting rehired by WWE, perhaps a surprise return at the Rumble. But other than that, there is nobody, nobody on that list that's going to move a needle an inch or, or a rating bump in any way. And if any of them end up under that devil's mask, it'll actually end up being worse than I think that their black scorpion crap that they're building up to is going to end up being. But no, to answer your question, who is going to, who's going to make the biggest impact? The answer is no one zip zilch, not a zero uh, to take it to the bank. As they would say, um, let's see. Nice job, Dad. Nice job. You got a couple bonus points there for picking on Joe. I, we appreciate that. Yeah. So, oh, nice, but you didn't uh, catch him. though. you didn't catch him. Oh, no. So well, I last but he did pretty good. I thought he did great. He, he did, did do great. Yeah, he did great. So next up, we've got the uh, the president of Thursday nights. He's going to come from behind. Let's see. Let's see if he can. Not like Pat Patterson, but I will. Or <laughs> 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 SD. And so Phil, you are on the thirty. Go ahead, my friend. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we're familiar with all those names on the list. And, you know, I agree, you know, a um, lot of names there, maybe not highly impactful names. Maybe they just haven't found the right situation yet, the right environment. But one name that I didn't see on the list, didn't hear about, and as far as I know, 
is still available and is a woman without a country right now. And she moves more than the needle with me, I'll tell you. Her name is Sasha Banks. And uh, I don't think she was mentioned, but quite frankly, she is no doubt the hottest commodity out there right now. You know, we look at the landscapes and the women's division in in both organizations, and Charlotte's out now with an injury, and I I think she's going to be out for nine months or so, you know. And lately, these injuries have been mounting, and I think of mounting when I think of Sasha, but um, in both both companies. And um, (laughs) I'm stealing your humor there, my friend. But uh, she's great, isn't she? She's athletic. She's uh, she looks incredible. Um, love the two tone hair. Um, she's just, you know, she's missing in action. I mean, there should be there should be a war to get this woman back in the ranks. And I think whomever gets her, it's going to do very well. So I think she'll be the most impactful free agent wherever she may land. I know where I'd like her to land, but I, I as Gorilla, as Man, Gorilla that is Mon- time. As Gorilla Monsoon would say, that's highly unlikely. Yeah. Nice job, Phil. Nice. Let's see where he is. Banks up. was actually just in Boston for the uh, house I show. Saw. Back, right? yes. Right. Yes. I saw. Yes. As Gorilla Monsoon would also say, will you stop? Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> you went job, to the guys. well too many times. I think I did. <laughs> So there you have to, yeah, that was fun. So after this round is our first elimination round. So uh, you guys better uh, better get some points up on the board. It's a pretty close race. We uh, you guys got to catch that champ though. He's he's moving ahead a little bit. So uh, not, let's, not by much. No, no, it's a close one. Got to love Bruce though. He's doing it all tonight. He's doing a great job. Everybody, let's give him some love, huh? <laughs> well, let's give attem- him some love attempting, uh, attempting. It's a uh, you know, it's a, it is a little bit of a challenge back here. I appreciate the support, guys, because uh, what a day you know. You produce your own shows. It's a it's a challenge trying to get through all these screens and figure out what's okay. coming up next. Yeah. So Three roles all at once. It's crazy. Yeah. So awesome. So listen, so this one kind of piggybacks off of the last one um, or the first one. Uh, many, many wrestlers were uh, expected to move the needle this past year, but somehow they kind of fizzled out. Which wrestler had the worst year? Why? And is there hopes for a rebound in the next year? Joe, you are on the 30 and go ahead. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to have to dig the tunnels for this one. Who had the worst? I would have to. uh, I'm really dumbfounded by this one. Um, There's a lot of wrestlers out there that didn't really move the needle, did anything, or fizzled out. And half of them were released by the WWE back in September, but... Um, I want to say the one wrestler who did not move the needle like expected, and you're probably all going to kill me for this, is probably, and I'm going with my gut, the way the needle needed to be moved was Cody Rhodes. And I hate to say that. I hate to say the nightmare Cody Rhodes. His his, uh, buildup to WrestleMania the year before, and then he got hurt, and then the Hell in the Cell match, and the time off and everything. And then he came back, and it was the Brock Lesnar fiasco all over again. Fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. Enter Seth Rollins. Enter the Bloodline and Roman Reigns. Enter everybody else. And then you got to cap it all off with CM Punk and Randy Orton all coming back. And Cody Rhodes is right there at the paper, the premium live events post-conferences saying, oh, it's great. It's all about business and all that stuff. 
he is the one that probably fizzled out. And I say that because he's a guy that comes out every week and he's getting sidetracked. I don't know if it's the writing with this or, or what it is, but he needs to, I want to hate to say, it, he's going to have to repackage himself in some way. And do I dare even say he's going to have to turn heel? Uh, I don't see this going anywhere else, but him to finish the story. Right, we talked about it last time. week. It wasn't until 2026 he won't finish the story. So, yeah, disappointing fizzled out Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare. Let's see where Joe, to where we ended up. Ooh, Joe's, uh, Joe's, he's got a, he's got a good lead there, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, Did that say 50? <laughs> that says wow. 50. Nice oh, my job. Lord. I'm, 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 I can't, I can't quite see that number. Is it still lower than my record? I, I don't remember. It is. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, you weren't there last week, Dan. 107, baby. <laughs> hmm. Somehow, something happened to my camera midway through my show. I think my, yeah, camera, yeah. I think my camera got stuck <laughs> last week, brother. You got frozen in time. Oh, so we got up next. Oh, it looks like looks like Dan's gonna Dan's gonna be up on thirty next. So uh, let's get him go up here. And Dan, you are on the thirty. Go ahead, my friend. All right, I'm gonna change course a little bit. I will agree with Joe that Cody losing at Mania was probably the biggest lost opportunity and definitely derailed what momentum he had. But he's still soaring merchandise sales. He's still popping numbers. They still have a chance to put him in the spot at Mania to win something huge. I'm gonna change it up and say the biggest fizzle this year in wrestling is actually not a wrestler. It's a person behind the scenes. The biggest disappointment this year in wrestling is Tony Khan. He has proved. This year, beyond a shadow of a doubt, he cannot run a company. He cannot book a cohesive script. He's more interested in being friends than actually doing his job. I mean, you have the story of how he botched the CM Punk firing, and now the, now the leaks with the NDAs over the fight. I mean, every step of the way, AEW is trying to cover their tracks. They're, they're not making the right decisions. Brian Danielson is on the committee that assesses fines and punishments. Chris Jericho just got into a Twitter feud, or excuse me, an X feud with Stephen P. New, what, two to, uh, Christmas morning? Like, it, it, every step of the way, that company is falling apart at the seams. You've ruined the biggest star you had in MJF because even the numbers now, no one cares. How do you have MJF and a Samoa Joe feud and no one cares? This devil gimmick is going to fizzle. There is no one under that mask that is going to matter, that is going to save anything. You have the lowest attendance and the lowest ticket sales and the lowest pay-per-view revenue and the lowest merch sales in the company history. Your number one merch seller doesn't even work there anymore. And that's time. Waste. Nice job. Nice job. Wow. Let's find out. Ooh, oh. What? Oh, man. Ooh. <laughs> I think he stole a couple things from you. I think that's why he got the that at the points there. So let's right, see. So right. uh, let's see. So next up, we've got Phil coming up. Let me just get your timer ready. Ready for blast off. And go ahead, Phil. You're on the 30. I agree with both those guys. Well, not so much about the Tony Khan, um, Dan, because uh, I'm still thankful he brings us an alternative. And I know we, you know, we, we certainly uh, disagree with the alternative, some of us. And um, I definitely would go Cody Rhodes. And I knew you were going there, Joe. So I'm just going to have to go in a different direction. I can't say you said it well, 
totally agree with that. But, you know, as far as someone who's reached the upper echelon and we could argue has fizzled would be someone who's a favorite of mine, um, Finn Balor, okay? We're talking about the first universal heavyweight champion, okay? A, a, a darling of the Indies. Uh, he made his debut. His first uh, appearances, as we know, were in Boston, right, with Sheldon Goldberg. He brought him over, so... We have an affinity for him. But again, lost in the shuffle. Yes, he's had a tag team championship. Yes, he is part of this wonderful faction here that's gained a lot of popularity in the process. And I, I'd argue that he's being lost in the shuffle there too, certainly to Damian Priest in many respects, certainly to Dominic, certainly to Aria Ripley. And he better get the hell out of there before uh, old JD overshadows him. This guy is money in the ring. He still is a, a phenom, and he's still young, and I think he needs another run with the title. So I'd say he's kind of fizzling right now, being lost with the you know within the confines and of that this. That is time. Okay. Uh, nice job, Phil. Let's see what. Yeah. Put them back together and all that stuff, but it is what it is. Yeah. Okay, so let's not. So, so it's going to be coming down to it looks like Benny or Benny or Mr. President himself are going to go home. So, Benny, it's going to be up to you. Uh It's definitely an attainable number. (laughs) The long hairs are getting the boot. The older, the older guys, no fair. (laughs) Tell me when. I will. I'm just getting your time already, and you're on the thirty. All right, I got a kind of bar from a couple of the other guys, but I'm going to say there's a three-way tie. First one is Tony Khan. Tony Khan could not find his asshole with uh, Funnel and Google Maps. You, the, the, the guy loses – I got to get points for that. Come on. Um, the guy loses $34 million this year, $34 million, and I don't think the outlook's very good for 2024 because I don't think he's going to get a new TV deal, or if he does, it's going to be – like TV land or something like that opposite the Waltons. Um, the other one is, uh, is like, I think blue dance at Cody Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is going to be like Lou Gehrig, Lou Gehrig, great ball player, always second fiddle, you know, first to Babe Ruth, then Babe Ruth retires. Cody Rhodes is now, you know, on his own man, but who comes to the Yankees, but Joe DiMaggio. So he was just destined to be the number two guy, just, you know, great wrestler, just, even Keo, I mean, you know, popular, but, you know, not sizzling right now. Last one, and this has been a couple year decline, is Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow. Because this woman was virtually unbeatable in NXT. She was the champion, I think, for two and a half years, undefeated. Comes to WWE, you know, wins championships. You know, but before you know it, she's she's jobbing to Carmella. Come on. And, and Alexa Bliss, please. So, and you know. I just, given what this woman is, I think this woman is an amazing right, talent. It's time. All right, let's see who is it. What's going to go on here? So let's see what happens when. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. Sorry about that, Mr. President. What? Fitchburg Bone? Really? Come on. There's, there's a reason why I save my salad, you know, why I don't eat the whole supper before the broadcast. I raise them, <laughs> I have the supper, I wait for the salad. It's something to look forward to. Maybe some butter in the rolls, maybe yeah. a little holiday fudge, you know. But there's always dessert. 
There's, There's always, always there. <laughs> All right. Hey, Phil, it's always a pleasure. I will talk Thank to you. you I will, we'll see you in a little bit on the on the other show. Sounds good. Great job, man. And great job, man. There goes Phil. All right. So it's down to you three. Uh, Benny, you got a little bit of work to do, but I got faith. I definitely have faith that you can pull this off. <clears throat> That's what she said. <laughs> this title is up for grabs. So let's see. Forge so, my shipping address when the show's over. We frequently talk on the channel about the many superstars that are left out of the Hall of Fame, including Demolition, The Mass Superstar, Ivan Koloff, and more. Who do you think will be inducted this year, and who do you think may get snubbed? So let's see who's going to be. It looks like, Dan, it looks like you're going to be up. And let me get your in here, get your timer set. And, Dan, you are on the 30. All right, well, I think we're going to stick with some of the usual snubs. They're demolition. Dominic DiNucci, Ivan Koloff, big names like that will stay away from it. Although I did see the story that Triple H is now entirely in charge of the Hall of Fame and Vince has no input. So some of the guys that should be in there but aren't because Vince is a petty POS, uh, they definitely might sneak through. Um, however, I think the, some of the obvious choices, Bray Wyatt will definitely have to be considered. And uh, some of the names that have come through or recently retired, I wouldn't be surprised to see Excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised to see someone uh, go ahead. Oh, thank you. I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like a Kane or uh, another tag team coming through someone who you would never think of. And then you've also got the uh, the celebrity side, obviously, with recent chain with recent pushes. You can't do a Logan Paul or a Bad Bunny. They're still active. But you got to go the, to the side celebrities that have had involvements, maybe. Uh, I don't know, reinduct Kid Rock or something. Where's you know, Mr. T needs to be inducted as a team. But since they love doing the double dipping now with the uh, they love doing the double dipping with the multiple inductions, I foresee at least one of those. There's going to be a double induction. You're going to have a stable. I mean, they already did DX and the NWO and the Horsemen, and now you're going to have to start looking at something like you know like what they did with Evolution. Um, I could see someone like that coming through. It's just it's it's going to be hard to tell because Triple H is going to be so time. different. Ooh, nice job, nice job. Let's see where he ended up. It's going to be a, I think that's going to be a tough one to catch there. And oh, sixty-two. Nice job. Dang. Nice job. Uh -oh. Benny's going to have a lot of work ahead of him here. Benny, I got faith in you, though. If anybody can do it, you can. Let's get Don't make Kwando. Let me get your timer set. And you are on the 30. All right. Well, and I'm going to be very serious here, and I'm going to give this answer, and I don't even care if it doesn't give me enough points to get into the finals because this is something I need to say. And I'm going to dedicate this answer to Renee Koloff, who is my good friend and is the widow of Ivan Koloff. And if you, to me, first of all, the Hall of Fame exists in Vince McMahon's mind only. What are you being inducted to, into? You're really, there's no building, there's no, there's no, yeah, there's a ceremony, but... 
it's all this is is an acknowledgement from Vince McMahon. Well, now it's an acknowledgement from the WWE, but until they actually have a building. But to exclude a gentleman like Ivan Koloff, who in my mind scored the most significant victory in the history of professional wrestling on January 18th, 1971, when he pinned Bruno San Martino in the middle of the ring in front of a sold-out crowd at Madison Square Garden to the point where Bruno thought he had hearing loss because the crowd was so silent that they were shocked, shocked that this man, their hero, lost the title to the point where, you know, they, after Bruno realized he didn't lose his hearing, he heard people sobbing sobbing but this you know this is ivan called this is what he did and and if that was all he did i think on that alone he deserves induction but the man had an epic epic career he was the um iwa version the montreal version of the world heavyweight championship he was the wwa in and that is time let's see all right. Well, it's a, it's enough to keep you alive for now, Benny. But let's see, uh, let's see if uh, Joe can pull this off. Unless, uh, uh, it, can you pull some of your shenanigans out on him? Maybe you, uh, <laughs> that might be your only chances yet. Nah, no, Joe. No, I way. gotta go. I gotta go into the wheelhouse on this one, but we'll see what we come up with. <laughs> oh, let's see, Joe. Get up here. This is tough. This is tough. And Joe, you are on the thirty. All right, first off, who's going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame this year? I hope to God Triple H does things right, and he announces the class hopefully not a week before WrestleMania like last week, like last year. So first off, I already see it. <clears throat> Bray Wyatt going into the WWE Hall of Fame, and he's probably going to go in with Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Hopper, and he will be inducted into the Hall of Fame by Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman. I can see it happening. Another far-out possibility he might go in there, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. No longer part of the WWE, so to speak. He would be a perfect person to go into the Hall of Fame. Ivan Koloff always, always should be in there as well. Let's all talk about the, the um, elephant in the room and so forth. He's been hounded on this since 2019. It's got to be, has to be China. China has to get into the WWE Hall of Fame posthumously. She was inducted with D-Generation X, but she needs her own plaque into the Hall of Fame because she has transformed women's wrestling into what it is today. We all know that. Now, the two people that I miss that should be in there, and I've said it every week since I've been on here, Tony Gurria and Rick Martel. Tony Gurria, five-time tag team champion with the WWF, five different uh, partners not involved at all rick martell former awa heavyweight champion and tag team partner twice to, uh, title holder he's not in the hall of fame why it's all about politics but who's going to be in it i can tell you right now bray wyatt uh luke hopper and of course batista will probably be your solid three and i'm hoping for china to get in okay, there as well because let's face it she deserves it so let's see if uh, benny held out no, Benny. Ooh, ooh. Benny, I'm sorry to see you go. That's all right. We uh, love you. you I, got, I got my piece on Ivan Cole. Ivan Cole wanted to be in the Hall of Fame. And, no doubt about yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. No brainer. So, all right. So let's see. We got to get rid of Benny. Sorry, Benny. Later. See you in 20. See you in 20. Two two. <laughs> all right. So now we got to reset these scores. For this final round, 
Uh, any, yeah, it uh, looks about right. <laughs> oh, he's talking <laughs> crap already. What? What? All right. Uh, awesome job uh, tonight, guys. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, possession is nine-tenths of the law right now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, listen. So, both AEW and WWE attained new heights this past year with AEW's successes both here and overseas and WWE's record-breaking after record-breaking premium live events, as well as moving to the next level of promotion and production by joining with Endeavor to create TKO. Although it seems saturated, wrestling seems to be at its healthiest point in the past 20 years. What major angles or shakeups would you like to see and, and would you expect to see over the next year? And let's start with, we're going to go over to the uh, the challenger, Dan. I'm going to put you on the 30. And oh, that's that would be an hour 30. That's not the one. And Dan. <laughs> and go, Dan. All right. Well, first off, we'll start. You mentioned AEW. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on their record heights outside of Wembley. They are at some of the lowest ticket sales, box office revenue, merchandise sales, and uh, just money in general that, they're, that they've ever been as a company. I mean, recently, several high-profile people uh, you know, have left the company, including re, uh, a, the, the, their head of, um, whatchamacallit, merchandise. And it's so, no, I, I don't think they're doing well. I think AW, the only way to save their face right now is to nail, I mean, out-of-the-park home run the devil reveal, which I don't think they'll do, but that's the big angle they've got to build around. And then the feud of whoever was under that devil mask feuding with MJF on the flip side, WWE, you've got the end of Roman Reigns' streak. If he keeps the belt through September, he's going to break Hulk Hogan's run. So you've got to build that up or have somebody come in to finally break that streak. And on the other side of their main event scene, you've got CM Punk, whoever he goes against, be it Seth Rollins, be it Roman Reigns, be it Cody, be it whoever, you've got the biggest star in wrestling today getting ready to headline or at least be one of your co-main adventures at WrestleMania. That's going to be a huge year. The other thing you got to watch out for is the announcements of the TV deals. WWE's got two new ones coming up. AEW's got a new one hopefully coming up. But no, the big angles AEW's got is the devil, and WWE's got their road to WrestleMania, as they call it. The Royal Rumble, which I will say, is probably the biggest, best, and most exciting okay, Royal Rumble they have had time. in years. Uh, nice job, nice job, Dan. Let's see how we, how we ended up. All right, all right. Uh, all right. That's a that's a good number. It's uh, I've been a little tight with the with, with giving them out tonight, so that's a good job, Dan. Wow. That's one of the best numbers. But the only person who had a higher number than that tonight is uh, the guy on the other side here, and that is uh -oh. that's Joe. So let's get Joe Come up. On. I haven't gone yet. I haven't gone yet. Come on. <laughs> It's well, a tough that, one. Yeah, you had that. Uh, I think you had four, uh, fourteen or fifteen in an earlier round. So let's see how you do on Probably. do on this one. So this is for all the marbles. And uh, Joe, you are on the thirty. All right, if this chapter was to be written today, right now, stone cold right now, and I hate to say it, that AEW is probably most likely dead in the water. Why? Because after they sold out Wembley Stadium and sold 81,000 tickets and put on a great show, what did they do the next day? They're promoting the show for next year. That's desperation, folks. My biggest thing here, as Dan said, was the bloodline and Roman Reigns and The Rock and CM Punk and all that stuff. What I'd probably tell you is that CM Punk will eventually turn into CM Punk. Reason being, 
He came back way too spiffy clean, all that good stuff, all that stuff. Now I'm seeing videos of him outside Mad Square Garden. He's getting tokens of appreciation. He's getting stopped by fans. He's waving all that stuff. When will CM Punk turn into the real CM Punk? Only time will tell, and it will happen, no doubt about it. But the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, and it's going to happen because it's probably the biggest thing in wrestling right now, the UFC and WWE merger. Crossover, crossover, crossover. Before, now, whenever, I don't know when it's going to happen, but you're going to see it happen. Las Vegas is going to be the UFC, WWE capital of the world because you're going to see Conor McGregor on one side, Roman Reigns on the other, CM Punk on one side. And do I dare even say that Jake Hager even tries to come back and gets back in the ring with maybe CM Punk? Who knows? But I see that as the biggest storyline. Everything else, we we know what's going to happen. The bloodline's going to implode. But I'm looking forward to UFC, WWE getting together. And that the is PR time. departments are already dropping the, the stuff. So that's what I think. Uh, <laughs> so I think this was. Urgent with UFC. They risk a brawl for all situation. Oh, oh. oh. And we have a new champion. Dan Sabat. Sebastiano, nice job, Dan. No way. way to go. No way. Dan comes back. What? Send you my, I'll, I'll, I'm going to send you my address. I expect that that overnight postage. We, we, we got to say goodbye to got to say goodbye to Joe here. So uh, this is horse manure. I'll be back, Dan. <laughs> I'm coming back for you. There's no doubt about it. Later, Joe. Dan, nice job tonight. <laughs> nice job. Can't wait to see you defend that Great. title next week. Love to come back. So, uh, yeah, thanks for dealing with me with some of those little technical issues. And, uh, you know, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week when Dan will be back to defend his title. Later, guys. Take care, Bruce. Thanks.